Welcome back to the Marty Party, everybody. I'm your host, Chris Marty, AKA the Rebate Guy, where every episode we're featuring the latest and greatest from San Antonio new home sales. Today, we've got an amazing guest with us, Miss Rebecca Rodriguez, welcome. Thank you so much, Chris, Absolutely. for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. And this is a really, really cool episode, guys. Uh, she has got some cool things you would never ever expect, and we're gonna dive into them. But first, let's go back to the beginning. So tell us about your upbringing. Where are you from? How did you get started? You know. Okay, well, basically I'm from all over the United States of America. So oh. I was born in Portland, Oregon. Okay. And my dad was a chiropractor, and my dad basically wanted to go back to school to become a research scientist. And so as he was getting his PhD, we moved from Oregon when I was about six to uh, Florida, Tampa, Florida, where I lived there uh, about 10 years. And then after he graduated from the University of Florida, we moved to Iowa, of all places, lots of farmland. And uh, my dad is a research scientist over there. And I got to experience a lot of different kinds of uh, culture and people. And um, honestly, it was a difficult time because I moved when I was in seventh grade. And, okay, that's um, hard. It's not every child's dream to move in middle school, but what it did teach me was it made me stronger and it just, you know, who moved my cheese. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's so. incredible. So you were resilient. They say kids are resilient, right? And you re were resilient. You bounced back. I learned to be resilient. I wasn't at first. <laughs> you learned to be. Well, that's good. Yes. And that, I mean, that's made you stronger in life, for, you know, for all the way down. So once you became, you know, of age, right, you're, you're graduating high school, you're turning 18. What are you doing at this time? Um, so when I graduated from high school and everything, well, let me back up a little bit. Yes. So I actually didn't graduate from high school. Okay. Um, so I had a child at 17. Oh my gosh. I have a 30 year old son okay. named Jacob and, uh, he's an engineer. He actually does like a lot of the drainage and things like that for new home builders. That's really cool. He works for Pape Dawson oh. and I have a son that's 27. So I got my GD and I went back to college. So I was like the, I would say kind of like the rebellious pastor's kid. Yes, ma'am. And um, so basically then I ended up marrying um, my ex-husband is a chiropractor. Okay. And we moved from um, Iowa because his hometown is was Uvalde, Texas. Yes. We went to A&M. So we moved from Iowa to Texas and he's a fantastic guy. He really is. Um, he's still actually my chiropractor and we're good friends. I actually just saw him yesterday. Uh, his name is Dr. Fielden in the vineyard. That's if you ever amazing. need an amazing chiropractor. Um, but basically, long story short, is it didn't work out between us. And then I was um, working as a single mom, just different jobs, things like that. I had gotten my degree. And then I got married. That's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. And the, on the second marriage, I know you were married for quite a while, a couple of decades. So that was the long-term one where- Still married. Yes, it's been incredible. Yeah. Absolutely, that's great. So being, going from that where you're high school, not drop out, GED, I also have a GED for those who don't know. I also did not finish high school uh, or go to college, uh, but we do you know very, very well. You know, with that kind of adversity, just being a single, not a single mom, you were together, but you know, being a young mom like that, a teenage mom, like what was it like and, and how did you get by? It was so scary. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was traumatizing. Um, but I'm also of the mindset that I I've learned one for one thing is to, um, not make up excuses. I do not play the victim. Um, I could have played the victim and it's taught me to be humble 
And I am one of those people that, uh, I think it was Nelson Mandela. Yes. He said, you know, I never lose. I either win or I learn. And so that's kind of the mindset that I took is that I learned to be teachable. Absolutely. During that phase. That's incredible. That I, I, I think that there's nothing more resilient than people that have kids at a young age. Um, we were, my wife was 20, I was 23 when we had my daughter and it makes you grow up very quickly, right? Yes. Um, I was still not ready at 23. So it's 23 to 17, you are an incredibly yeah, strong person. I don't know person. if anyone's ever really ready. I mean, I, I have a lot of homeowners and things like that that are trying to plan their lives. And I mean, like we can make our plans, but sometimes they don't go the way we want. No, so. but like you said, it, it's you live and learn. And, and I think that I think that when you may not be ready, I think especially for moms, you guys kind of rise to the challenge, right? Like as you're presented with it, y'all get after it. So super amazing. And that's cool. I did not know that about you. So that's really, really cool. I'll definitely have to meet the boys sometime. So when we, when, now that we're, you know, past, obviously, you know, their, their childhood, right? When they were younger, were you working? So no, I was a stay at home mom okay. for 21 years, 21 years. So I have just recently, actually in November, I started with View Homes, formerly known as Armadillo. Yes. And they've been building since 1972. But I had been a stay-at-home mom for 21 years, and can I just tell you, I was so, I was scared out of my mind. I had not done a resume, if my boss sees this, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't used a mouse for a long time, but I was a foster mom. Okay. And so at one point, um, so I was one of, I was a stay-at-home mom, but that was the hardest job in the world. Honestly, like my house is always immaculate. I was cooking and cleaning. I was at the gym two or three hours a day because I had injured my back. I oh. had 20 years of severe debilitating back pain where at one point I was on 20 different medications. Stop it. Pain medications. I've gotten off all of the pain by the grace of God. Yeah. He has helped me. Um, but I was a foster mom because went through a lot of fertility issues. I couldn't get pregnant and $20,000 in vitro later didn't work out, but I will tell you the silver lining of it is if it wouldn't have, if, if I had become pregnant, I wouldn't have the most amazing daughter in the world. And so cool. we adopted her. She was born at 27 weeks. That's crazy. That's, at, that's like, what is that? Two, three months early, three months early. Yes. She was two pounds and she was basically smaller than my palm oh my and God. she has like 30 different brothers and sisters, yes. all different moms and dads. And unfortunately her situation, she's, she's doing fantastic by the way, but it's very common. And so I recommend if, if you have anybody that, you know, has infertility issues or something like that, there are so many foster kids that they're amazing and, and they need a good home. Absolutely. Home. They, I mean, they need, like you said, a stable environment, right? They need. Yeah. And the yeah. hardest part was, so we had Chloe, we got her when she was 18 months. And uh, her name's Chloe Victoria because she's been victorious. Um, but we had her for two years straight. I had worked with her speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. She had it. I had, um, my husband was telling me, he's like, I feel so sorry for this kid because I literally had like the entire developmental chart out. And I was like, okay, she's supposed to catch a ball at this age. Okay. Um, so, but she, we had her for two years. And then the way the foster care system works is they always try to put blood with blood. Blood is thicker than water. And so um, she, um, the father, the birth father who had done a lot of, let's just say not so great things, yes. um, had started working his, somehow he started passing his drug test. And it was, she's from Carrizo Springs. So they, they always try to reunite. 
And so they took her out of our home and basically I never thought I was going to see her again. Um, she was thriving in every single way. She's beautiful. She was growing. She had an amazing vocabulary. She actually had cerebral palsy and she overcame that. That's a miracle. But then this little girl gets taken away from me. And, um, it was like a test, I feel like, because during that 40 day period, I went through a a lot of, as you can imagine, yeah, trauma, um, depression. And at one point I asked myself, um, actually, I feel like it was the voice of God. And I was laying in bed and I was crying because I missed my daughter. I had shut her room, you know, the smells, your child, things like that. And I heard a voice in my head and the voice said, why did you become a foster parent? And... I knew the correct answer was to say because I wanted to help all these children. But honestly, if I was honest, it's because I couldn't have a child. Right. And I wanted, so I was like, oh gosh, that sounds really selfish. So (laughs) I picked up the phone because at that point I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And I did what I didn't think I was able to do is um, I asked for another child. I had this other child, which was nothing like what I had described. Right. Because they ask you, which, by the way, when they ask you questions, they may or may not be listening to you. So they're like, hey, what do you want? Oh, and all gosh. these questions. And I was like, no drug babies. Right. Well, if you get a, a foster child and it's an infant, there's a very high probability. But I will say it was a heroin baby. And um, it forced me to focus. This child was very angry and had a lot of different emotional issues. And it forced me to take the focus off of myself. Right and off of my pain, and onto this child. And it brought me so much joy to be able to do that. And all of a sudden, 40 days later, the number 40, I got a call that Chloe was back in the system. And then they gave, I got my daughter back. We adopted her when she was about three. Like so full adoption. So full, at that point, it was permanent. adoption. So, I mean, that was it, amazing. it's amazing. That it's was a super testimony. amazing. I could only imagine because how how long ago was that? Well, how many years ago would that have been? She's now fourteen. So about eleven years ago. Yes. Like I, I'm trying to just imagine. You know, everyone records everything now. Like I'm trying to imagine like the emotions on like being reunited on that day. It must have been. It was incredible. She walked in the door and she was 18 pounds and she was 18 months. So if that tells you yes. anything, that's she was emaciated and yep. some of her hair was missing and. In that short window. It was. It was very emotional. She remembered her room, and the first thing she said was, can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's sad. I'm going to cry. That's incredible. And so now she's thriving, like you said, and she's super happy and great school, great friends. Um, You know, I mean, like, she's a teenager, so sometimes she's super happy, especially when she gets her way. But, like, you know, she gets, like, a missing assignment or something, and I tell her cell phone or take her cell phone away. I don't think she's super happy with me. No, absolutely but not. But one of the things I always want her to know is that you get your value from from your father in heaven. That's amazing. And I love you regardless. Oh, gosh. That's so. incredible. That's so cool. That's super amazing. Well, you've been through a lot. And, you know, when coming out of that, right, so, of course, you know, now your daughter's older, you know, a couple years left till she graduates. You're back in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the transition in general, I know you mentioned before, like it's been interesting, but you know, on the day to day, you know, what are just some things that just blow your mind, like compared to 20 years of being stayed home focused here and then now being out in the 2022 workforce, you know, is there anything that just kind of like, wow, this is different? 
for one thing, the contracts, everything <laughs> is like I had paper contracts in 1998. Okay, so 1998, you worked previously in home building? Yes. So I was with Centex Homes. Okay. And um, I had, it was an amazing experience, a lot of growth, and I, I learned a lot about myself. I actually uh, discontinued that job because I had hurt my back. I had a really bad fall, and uh, oh. honestly, I was... I was at the gym three hours a day overdoing it. Now, one of the things I've learned through, um, I'd say, you know, through difficult times is balance, the importance of balance. And so, like, I don't work out three hours a day anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you're so, going, you're going yeah. from, so this makes it even crazier coming back to the workforce. So, you're almost like a time capsule. You know those time capsules they bury, right, <laughs> in the school. So, 20 years ago, you're doing the same thing, right? You're behind a desk. You're selling homes, pay for contracts, right? You know, there's no computers. Pay for contracts. And, of course, I was new to new home sales back then. But I did a lot of things as a stay-at-home mom that were transferable, especially as, like, a foster mom. There was right. a lot of record keeping and a lot of different um, – I, I, become really, really, it's almost like innate, different personalities. Yes. To work with different people, difficult people, um, people you enjoy being around, people uh, not so much, but you can learn from everybody. That's incredible. And so now we're here, 2022, everything's e-sign, docu-sign, right? So of course there's some learning curve to that, but the raw skill set doesn't change. People are still looking for homes. They're still looking for you to solve, you know, issues for them in, in regards to That's telling. That's the biggest thing yeah. is the focus is on people. Right. Focus is not on me, even in my neighborhood. Um, so if I can't help them, I'm going to pass them to somebody who can. That's incredible. Um, my biggest focus is if you help other people get what they want, you will naturally, of course, get what you want. And um, the focus is is not on me. It's it's on my my prospects. It's on my clients. And um, really just I treat everybody. I know this sounds kind of generic, but I treat everybody like my own family. Absolutely. I believe, I believe that after hearing your upbringing and how it's been, you know, with your daughter and the fight you had to go through there, I believe that. So I and think people can tell if you're not. Absolutely. So they can tell if you just want to sell them a home. Right. And if you're not being genuine. And I think that that's something that a lot of, uh, we were briefly talking about this. A lot of people watching the show or watching the podcast, they, I think that they feel like they're going to get the car experience when they go to a new home sales office, right? That you guys are going to be there and you're going to close the door behind them. You're not leaving until you buy something. A lot of people something. have experienced the car experience. Unfortunately, <sighs> I would say that reputation has a reason for being that. Right. Um, but, you know, um, I feel like every single person can make a difference. And so hopefully, like, sales really does become people-focused. Yes. Instead of, you know, I just need to make another closing or commission or whatever. Absolutely. And, and so. we've always been that way. We've always done it the way that you're describing as far as focusing on the people and the commission comes, right? And I feel that. Just being around you is like I can feel that about you and in your entire staff, Lauren, oh. Brian, Isaiah. So um, We try. We do we do for the people. And it really it really pays And things have really, really changed and I think there's a lot of uncertainty in today's real estate market. There's a ton of uncertainty. Today uh, I was working with one of my agents and um, today rates are six point one two five. They haven't been that they haven't been over six percent nationwide since 2008, right? So, you know, the last time this happened, people were thinking, oh gosh, you know, the great crash, right? The big recession. And I think that one of the different things now between now and then, not saying that things can't happen, home prices aren't going to go down, but there's still a demand, or sorry, a supply issue, right? Yes, there's inventory, yes. but but it's limited, you know? It's still Very not, much. it's not like it was before where 
every neighborhood had 30, 40 different homes to sell. You know, there are options for you and definitely go out there and see them, but it's not like it was before where yeah. I think homes are going to be six, 60% cheaper than, you know, they were, there's not going to be some f like great crash, you know? No, I mean, the prices are, they're going up, up and up, you know, consumer price index right. is going up. And one of the things that I feel like we as sales professionals have to do is convey Number one, we have to educate. Yes. We also have to convey confidence. It's right. extremely important. And so a lot of the, especially as I think they're calling it Generation Z. Yes. Okay, so I remember as millennials for a long time, they don't remember in 1980s when it was 18%. Correct. Back in 1997, I believe one statistic, correct me if I'm wrong, was like somebody with eight or somebody with A plus credit was happy to get eight and a quarter. Yes. So we're still below that. So yeah, but but they don't know that. So then they hear 6% and they think the sky is falling. Correct, because we've been, since 2008, we've been slow rolling it. We had a bubble. I wanna tell you the year was about like 15, 16, 17, when rates crept into the fours, they'd left threes and we're in the fours and people were like, oh gosh, this is kind of high. Um, but they've been so low, they've been sub 5%. We've been spoiled. Yes, we've been spoiled. They've been sub 5% for so long that people thought it was gonna last forever. And now that it's going back to a, sustainable level this is what this is like bringing us back to reality absolutely and, but it so. makes sense because there's countries in in south america i believe one of them is venezuela but i could be wrong where they've had such hyperinflation that they've had to redo their entire currency three and four times over because i did not know, know that yeah so and I, I might be wrong on the country but there's a country in south america where like a dollar at one point became like thousands right so like one dollar with the inflation, it became like thousands of dollars to equal that $1. So they've had to like create these giant notes and, and redo their currency to prevent inflation. And the US government's trying to prevent that here, right? They don't want a dollar to not truly be worth a dollar, right? They don't want a dollar to say, oh, well, $5 is like a dollar used to be back then, right? And that's that's what they're trying to prevent is this hyperinflation where- We can't just keep printing money. Exactly, you just can't <laughs> keep printing money and it's just like more and more and more. And we see that. I always the talk, value of the dollar. So like, I think a carton of eggs right yes. now is it used to be what, like around four and now it's like almost $7. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's super crazy. And there's very few items that have not gone up. One of the only items, this is a cool fact. One of the only items in America that has not really increased in price is bananas. Bananas are the same that, that they were. That like makes sense. But ago. unfortunately, Chris, I don't eat bananas because it's, it's not my complex carb. Yes. I, Blueberries I, I, have gone up, by the way. Blueberries <laughs> have gone up. Bananas are the same. So if, you, if, you're that's looking, good to know. if you're looking for shopping on a budget, bananas are the same price. Okay, that's cool. So we talked about your upbringing. Um, Armadillo View Homes, great company. Uh, definitely go check her out there. Uh, some cool stuff that you've done. I know that you recently uh, were in a movie. We want to hear about that. So before we hear about the movie, give us the whole background on, on acting, modeling. How did we get into this? Okay, so... A lot of little girls have this dream, you know, I want to be a model, I right. want to be on the cover of Glamour. And you know, there is so much focus on beauty, right? exterior beauty. And I'm all about taking care of yourself. Right. But now more so interior because um, people don't know, they don't care how much you, what is it? They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And ultimately like, we're all going to pass one day right. and uh, you know, we're all going to leave a legacy. And so with the modeling and things like that, I think of course, as a teenager, you know, I wanted to be perfect all these little girls. And it's kind of sad because with all these filters and things like that, Instagram and um, a lot of people are getting their self-worth from the wrong things. Right. But um, 
not not me anymore. Right, that's good. But I would say that initially it was that the attraction and the glamour and you know like you made it and everything like that. Um, but then I started getting involved in it when I was like in my twenties and everything. And as a stay at home mom, um, that really just gave me a lot of time to be able to pursue that. Um, especially after being married like uh, fifteen years into the marriage, that I was like, you know what, I've got. I've got a lot because I had a lot, some extra time and things like that. I was really blessed. I didn't have to work, um, work outside the home. And so I started taking a bunch of modeling and acting classes and things like that with um, an agency called Nelson Fashion Group. And they meet every Tuesday and Wednesday at Wonderland Mall. Remember that old-fashioned yes. mall? And they, they, they walk the runway and they practice their walks. And if you can sing, which, by the way, I cannot sing. <laughs> Um, I did my monologues and things like that. And I went to expo and I got signed with three different agencies. That's incredible. So I was really trying to get my feet wet and just get experience. And there's really not a lot of money at the beginning, especially like, um, doing a movie and things like that. But I ran a car, it was actually on Facebook. Um, so there's a lot of different groups on Facebook and like real estate groups. There's groups for everything. That's incredible. So I came across this, um, um, the director and this was like his second big film and his name is Marcus and it's called top five weekend top five weekend and so what top five weekend is basically it's like the top five it's it's basically these it's three couples six people and I am I play the role of Sarah okay and um, basically they get together since college and they have the top five weekend where they have like at this big barbecue and it took place at my house that's incredible and um Four of the six were cheating oh, okay, yeah. with one another. Oh, with even worse. So I know it's, it's kind of like a Tyler Perry type yes, spinoff. Yes. And, um, but it has some really, really huge moral values. That's and, incredible. Um, I know it sounds crazy because there's cheating involved and things like that, but there really is a message, a strong message. Um, and in this movie, I, I find out, so I, I'm very naive and yes. very trusting, and I had kind of a ch uh, rough childhood. It's not really, they don't really go into a lot of it, but you can kind of tell from her character, she walks around with her dog a lot, which right. I have a little five-pound Yorkie, so it worked out perfect. It was at my house, <laughs> and so um, what's crazy about this movie is that the par there's a lot of parodies in my own life. Yes, I'm getting cheated on in the movie in the same week that I find out in real life oh. that I am getting um, cheated on Stop and it. my 14 year old special needs daughter is the one that uh, figured it out and she was going through her dad's messages and it was really painful um, this actually happened I found out last July and I am so much stronger um, at first of course you know as trauma I've been going through you know therapists and I don't know if you've heard of EMDR oh yes I've started yes. doing that and uh, it's you know I'm not I'm not a victim I don't I'm not wanting to blame. I'm all about like learning from it. Absolutely. But this movie, when it came out and literally um, they're going to have another premiere, um, I believe this month. Oh, that's amazing. So we'll what they're it. doing. Um, so right now they're trying to get it on into Alamo draft house. Okay. And they're also, um, of course they want to get into Santico's, but it's on Roku. So that's amazing. I have to watch it. It's already, so it's done. It's out. You can watch yeah. it. And there's a scene in the movie where, I'm, I'm sitting at my vanity and I'm bawling and 
my husband in the movie is confessing and he's apologizing. And let me just say those tears were a hundred percent authentic. That is crazy. It was really hard to finish and to remember my lines. I, I could understand <laughs> but that. I that's, did it. that's incredible so. at your home. You sleep at your movie actress. That's a, and is that something that, or is that kind of a one and done? Or do you think you'll look for something else to try and do? I think, um, right now my time is very limited, right. but I am one of those people that, I feel like if God wants you over here and God helps people that help themselves. And so ultimately I would absolutely like to do another movie and acting things like that. right now. I don't have the time for it, but where there's a will, there's a way. And I am so blessed to be in real estate in my current position. And I absolutely love it because I love people. Absolutely. So, so that, I think that that's neat. So with, with the modeling particularly, I think that that's also another great, just story of how you can get started into anything at any point in life, right? You can, and there's so many different avenues in modeling. And so there's plus size modeling. There's, you know, of course we see the runway right. models. Um, there's a lot of print and it's, it's not the same really. I mean, if you have a dream, you should go after it and not let anyone tell you um, what you should or shouldn't do with your life. Absolutely. I mean, just yeah. you, you, went from being a young mom at 17 years old, having these boys raising this family to being, you know, a foster mom for multiple children to then doing something for yourself, being a model, be getting I did an acting for career. myself. Um, but I'm really into aside from the modeling nutrition and fitness. So okay. that's a passion. If I could go back into the modeling world right now, I would focus in on because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. I would right. focus really in on the fitness aspects and who can I help today with that. Um, I think that a lot of people, it's really easy to think, oh, well, that must, that's easy for you and that's because you're a size zero or whatever, but you know, they don't see the things just like the doctor. They don't see the hours and they don't see with the physical therapy that I spend two and a half hours every morning on my yacht, on my mat doing physical therapy exercises, how I eat, I drink Crazy. bone broth, blueberries. Like I do all these things and 90%, I'd say 90, 10, I, I live in ratios now. Um, what I do is it's about health. And the reason why is because if you don't have health, you have no life. That's you really, a, that's a strong, that's a really strong message. Just a strong, we got to get that. That's a good clip. That's a really good <laughs> clip. So, okay. So obviously you're big into health and all, all that, but is there ever, like, do you have a bad day, like meal wise? Like, do you ever have like, and not like actually a bad day, but like, what, what do you do when you're like, okay, this is great 95% of the time, but I'm going to not do this today. 10% is pure crap. Like, okay. Whatever I want. So I used to be like, I could never have a burger. I could never have pizza. And uh, honestly, when I was like that, I was miserable. Right. I bet. Absolutely. You're and missing honestly, life. I was less healthy because I think there's like a psychological aspect to it too, that if you can, if something's totally off limits, number one, you're probably not going to stick with it, but I wasn't really happy in terms of like, you know, I just like, I could never relax. Yeah. That I makes could sense. never have fun. So now like just the other night I had pizza, French fries. And when I do it, I do it like I don't do low fat ice cream. Yeah, you're, I'm gonna do cookie dough with whipped cream, <laughs> caramel, chocolate, pecans. So you go. That's good. That's what I wanted to hear. Is that you do go for it when it's when it's your ten percent yeah, time. Yeah, what's funny is like somebody will see me. So my favorite restaurant is Perry's Steakhouse. Okay. And they got rid of my favorite dessert, which is the Nutty D'Angelo. Have you oh, ever had that? Oh no, I, I have a nut allergy. If they're but... listening to this. They need to bring it back. So it's basically this huge thing of ice cream with like this fried 
shell and it's got um they it's sauteed flame uh table side with like butter um oh, pecans, wow. brown sugar and then liqueur and brandy and they like light it up and it's like a fried ice cream with so oh. there's probably like fifty thousand calories but <laughs> That's my biggest indulgence, but they got rid of it, and I'm hoping they bring it back. Well, we have to put it out there. Perry's, you heard her. She was a great advocate for this dessert. You need to bring it back. Please. Yes, absolutely. That's crazy. So, okay, so you do you do have a good time in regards to food when it's it's that time, but you, you know, most of the time you are disciplined. Uh, you are really making sure that you're eating healthy, and that's, that's great. You've kept balance. What about um, travel? Do you guys go a lot of places? Have you done a lot of stuff, different adventures? So I have gone to, so I have traveled, I would say a lot, like compared, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people recently that they just came back from Bora Bora or they just came back from right. Costa Rica or whatever. Um, so Mexico a lot. I did, um, with my family, went on a lot of cruises, yes. carnival cruises, That's amazing. And, um, went to Jamaica, went to Cozumel. Um, so I've gone to California yes. and things like that, but that's one of the things that is something I really, really want to experience. Um, I want to have never gone skiing, if you believe that, but my dream is to go to Israel one day. Israel, well, we can make that happen. We gotta, we gotta set a goal yes. and stick to it, especially with you now in home sales and doing what you're doing. That's a great goal to set and just work it's towards happen. it. It's gonna happen, I feel it. I, I, I absolutely believe that. That's incredible. So with uh, cruises, we, we like cruising as well. We've gone a bunch. I think that that's a neat vacation experience because some people look at it as like, oh, it's miserable. I'm going to be trapped in a boat, you know, but you've enjoyed yeah. them on the ones you've gone. Yes, I have. And honestly, I love the whole inclusive thing. And yes. it's great to bring the kids to because they have all kinds of different facilities and functions for the kids. That's so great. you as an adult, it's, you know. You can you can have your time and you can still bring your family. That's amazing. That's really the really. The food cool. could be healthier. Yes, the food could be healthier. I don't think they're trying to get you to diet when you're on the yeah, cruise. Yeah, so when I go on a cruise, I mean, like, there's still ways, and they have uh, lots of lemons, and I have my hot lemon water in the morning. Hot. Okay, so all right, let's talk about the hot lemon water. So tell me about hot lemon water. So you legitimately, how much water is it? Uh, so I do it differently from when most people do lemon water. They'll like squeeze like half a lemon in there. I drink, I, I squeeze like two whole lemons in there. Gosh. And so what that does is it alkalinizes your body. Um, a lot, you would think that lemons are acidic, right? Right. But when it hits your body, it becomes very alkaline and it, creates an alkaline environment in your body and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline. I know wow. a lot about nutrition. That's incredible. And so lemon water actually gives you a lot of energy and it wakes you up better than coffee. That, that this is neat. So this is cool. So something I've not heard before. So you start your day, lemons and, and water, but you and heat it. I do it. drink a lot of coffee though. Okay. You did drink, you did drink coffee. So you drink both. Yes. But, but the, uh, and I this is like, coffee. are you boiling this water or are you just like microwaving? Is it good to microwave water? Yeah. I mean, probably not, but, um, <laughs> it's time is money. And <laughs> so I do, I, you know, I try to do most things right, but I've also learned to be kind to myself and to, I've had to, I can't, you can't do everything. So I will say I never, I was almost like, um, anal retentive. I could never leave like a coffee mug out on my counter. Oh God. If anybody else is like, they they can't leave their house until their bed's made, until, what do they call that? Uh, um, OCD kind OCD, of, yes. Yeah. I'm not that way anymore. I mean, my bed is made right now, yeah. but I mean, there are a few things on the ground. Yes, so. but she used to be like legitimately like Miss Perfect, like it was. Yeah, and on the outside looking in, I mean, I feel like I've become 
vulnerability is something that a lot of people are afraid of to show that they're not perfect, but none of us are perfect. Right. And so I've been okay with like, okay, you know, so my house isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Absolutely. I'm going to go to my imperfect, you know, I, I mean, like we're all a work in progress. Right. Absolutely. I think, that, and I think that that's really difficult people, especially in real estate images are everything. A lot of realtors, as you know, driving these big Mercedes, these BMWs, these cars, but behind closed doors, you know, they're, they're struggling. Well, they're trying to make their $900 payment or whatever. And they have all their Louis Vuitton purses or whatever else. And honestly, I find, I found myself for a long time falling in that. Um, so everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? But what they don't know is the Joneses are broke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's, and the Joneses are trying to keep up with you. Right. And it's a vicious cycle of, of just consumerism. And, and like you said, setting images. And I think that that's hard. I, I remember starting in real estate. Uh, I started when I was 19, 20, I'm 31 now, so it's been 12 years. So I've been in real estate for 12 years. Wow. And, and I remember that it was really difficult being one young, being 19, right? Trying to be a real estate agent, good good luck, right? Good people joke. are trying, are you trying to get people to take you seriously? Right, trying right? to get people to take you seriously. And of course, you know, you're not driving a BMW, you're not driving a Mercedes. Uh, and this was would have been back like 2009, 2010, right? So you're right, you're coming off of a recession, right? Things are there's not a Ooh, lot of money right yeah so like it, money the 2008 exactly crash, right. right it's not it's not super great so it was hard but what i will say and where i'm going with this is that ultimately what i learned was that people want to work with people that want are authentic and genuine and that always carried me that was that was my number one thing that carried me and then the second thing is knowledge right i knew a lot i did a lot of research read a lot of Books, right? Did you feel like you ever had to work harder than other people to oh, prove yourself? Absolutely, all the time, because there were people that were just, they were 31 years old and had been in real estate for 10 years, right? And that was a line, which is like, hey, you know, great, you're gonna work with an agent who's brand new, young, just getting started, doesn't know any better, or you can work with me who's been in the business for 10 years. That was the line that they used. So I had to work. And it makes sense, logically. Logically, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely, you've been a realtor for 10 years, you've made it. Real estate has some of the highest turnover of any profession in America, they, they say that 80% of agents won't make it past five years. Why do you think that is? I think that, so I, I, I think the actual reason, I'm gonna give my answer. I'm sure there's a statistically different reason. I think that people get into real estate because they like the concept of being their own boss. Mm -hmm. I think they get into real estate because they like the concept of, I can do me, flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. I can have all of these different things I've got Still going Still have kids and, and get them to their games. Correct, that. but that's the problem, is that they let their lives run them and so they went at the end of the day it turns out that they were working you know seven hours a day where it was life that they were doing and then two hours a day was actually productive work and any job that i know even if you're w2 salary if you're working 10 hours a week you're probably not going to get too far right i think that a lot of realtors treat real estate that way i think they treat it as a part-time job and not and as then a they don't succeed and then because they don't they're succeed. not willing to put in the work. Correct. And and that's my that's my opinion. I'm sure there's a statistically different answer, but just with even people that we've hired here at Rebate House that have come and gone from our brokerage, a lot of the time it came down to schedule and just the amount of effort they were willing to put in. So I think that that's why. You get what you put in. And you do. so like um I'm I'm a big believer in diligence and um you know, discipline equals freedom. So I learned that off of a yoga video. That's really good. You, you've got all these great, great, healthy things. It's not things. for me. I just pick up things where, you know, I just 
I love yeah, you know, and, and you're there. You're there to share them. That's incredible. So right now, besides Perry's, we kind of hit on that as one of your favorite things to do. Um, it doesn't have to be food related. It can just be like an evening or just an event. Is there something that like you like to do, kind of semi regularly? Like, is there a hey, I've had a long month or it's been a couple of months. I'm gonna go do this. Like, is there a place that you like to go, or is that Perry's? You know, um, honestly, a place I like to go. Um, I love jazz music. Okay. So one of the places that I recently started exploring with my new life is the Pearl. Oh. So the Pearl in San Antonio. Do you like yes. jazz music? I do. I was in a jazz band. Uh, that was a weird. So I'm light, actually like going a, there tomorrow. Oh, that's amazing. And I, I liked, I love history. Yes. And I like to be able to, so like, have you ever been to Hotel Emma? Yes. I've been to Hotel I Emma. Think there's like rumors that it's haunted yes. and that type of thing. So I like to do that. Um, I like to go to Lock and Terra Mall. And the reason I like to go to Lock and Terra Mall is not because I'd like to go buy a bunch of stuff. I go broke. But I, I like to people watch. Yes. And I like to just, you know, window shop and things like that. So basically, um, I love to go to the ocean. Okay. Absolutely. If, um, if I could, probably wouldn't live on the ocean with all the hurricanes, but I would like to be able to, like, go more frequently. Got it. My parents live in Florida now. And um, that's just. I would love to like live in um, somewhere close to in proximity. Of course, family is like everything. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, you can go experience life, but if you're not with people that you really enjoy spending time with or your family and things like that, I mean, to me, it's like it's experiences, but it's the loved ones that make the huge absolutely that's great that's that's i mean that's strong i think that i think that for me we we like to travel a lot we go we do beach vacations as well i think that i was talking to my wife about this people also in real estate get caught up in making they work so much to make so much money mm -hmm. that they don't have any time to spend the money that exactly. they're making right and, and, and all of a sudden you're 60 right you're 70 and so go live life and i mean like literally it comes down to i don't go to mcdonald's but if i'm with somebody that i really enjoy being with i could be at mcdonald's and yep. having a cup of coffee and having an amazing stimulating conversation it doesn't have to be perry's it doesn't have to be eddie v's we all like nice things right and also you know so I don't need to live in the Dominion. I don't need to live in, I would like, of course, you know, I don't, yes. million dollar homes and things like that. But um, people, they they make themselves a slave. Right, uh, to, to the grind. Yeah. And, and it's it's something where you're always playing catch up and you're always chasing the next big thing, like you said, and, you, and you're letting life slip away from you. That's something that has been hard for me. My, my daughter's seven uh, now, and, and we've done a lot of really cool things together. We've done, she's been on, 15, 20 different trips with me. I mean, we, we've been very wow. fortunate. Yes, we've, we've got a Can lot. Can you adopt me? <laughs> oh gosh, she's, she's, got a, she's a little bit of a world traveler. Uh, we've taken her places, but again, appearances are, aren't, aren't everything. Our day-to-day -day life with how busy I am, she doesn't get a ton of time, right? So she's gotten a lot of trips and a lot of cool quality. things. Yeah, right. But she doesn't get a ton of day-to-day -day time, right? And that's where I think that it's, it's challenging because people have different priorities, right? And we've got a business to run and we grow a team and things like that. But you are, you're trading, right? You're trading and there's a there's a balance where like, yes, you have to work and yes. There's always a trade. Exactly. You have to work. Most families we'll are have 24 working. hours in a day. Exactly. Most, most people are working, but there is, there is a line where some people are overdoing it, right? You're working that extra four or five hours a day to make a marginal amount 
extra of money when you're, what's really important, you know, family, your family, exactly. And you're leaving that behind. And so, um, there's a statistic out and, uh, you like all my little phrases and everything. So I have a mentor and coach that I worked with for many years and you guys can look her up on YouTube. Her name's Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. And she went from a homeless cocktail waitress to a multimillionaire by the age of 23. That's incredible. And she lost, she made her million she lost it. And she's very humble. That's one of the things I love is humble people. And she's like, I took a lot of stupid pills, you know, yep. and a lot of times people think that money is the answer and things like that. And honestly, you know, like if you King Solomon says money is the answer, um, it can buy you a lot of things, but you know, there's certain things that of course it can't like your health. Right. And absolutely. You, and it can't a, a loving family, you know, things like that. But, um, 98% of all people are dead or they're dead broke by the age of 65 and they're dependent on their family, their government or their friends. And the, the reason why she talks about the 98 percenters and the two percenters. And she's like, there's only one, one thing that really separates them. And it's six inches that's in their brain. So 98 percenters are spending everything on, you know, houses, purses, clothes, and they're, they've got their 20th black shirt right. they had to buy and everybody's trying to fill this empty void and things like that so she talks about um her her coaches her mentors that helped her of course become successful um not just monetarily but also relationship wise she talks about sorry but the rich miserable bastard yeah yeah she's like you know like there's a lot of people that um have a lot of net worth and things like that but are they happy right so, um, 98 percenters. And so like one of the things that I've learned is, um, to make sure I live in ratios. Yes. So 70% of my income, uh, I, I live on 70% of my income. I tithe 10%. Yes. Um, I'm a big believer in giving 10% to pay off debt and then 10% to, um, uh, invest. Yes. You got to invest. Absolutely. So. That's incredible. And I think that San Antonio, especially with us being in real estate for investing, there's a lot of different ways to invest and real estate's just one of many. But I think for us, we're very fortunate because we get to see some of these deals that maybe other people in the country don't know exist, right? I'm uh, working with different investors right now that are able to buy a home, just like the ones that you're selling in your community. We do accept investors. Yes, you guys do accept Venado investors. Crossing. Yes, and <laughs> the people are able to buy a home in Venado, put a reasonable money down as an investor, 15, 20%, and put renters in there on day one, have a very high rate of occupancy and make positive cash flow, which is great for us at locally because not everywhere does that. No, they don't. But I also feel like the market's changing where yes. we can't be as picky. I mean, people need to make, of course, they want to make their profit margins. But um, in today's, you know, with the changing climate, it's like people want to stay in business. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, yeah, people need to be, yeah, people need to be flexible, you know, and like you said, have op different options, right? So, um, are you an investor? Yes, I am an investor. Okay. So what is your belief like in the current industry with yes. investing? So that's a good question. So right now I want to go buy right now. I want to go buy as many things as I can. That's, that's what I'm wanting to do. The prices are dropping like left prices and right. Prices are dropping left and right. I have a home right. for you, by the way. <laughs> there you go. You're like, Hey, I'll sell you today. <laughs> I so do. I do want to, I, th I do believe in investing right now. And, and this is why I'm not, this isn't just a realtor in me. I actually was talking to my wife about this. Like I want to sell the house I'm living in as a primary because there's a lot of equity in there. We can make a lot of money selling our home. And I want to go buy like three other homes, right? I want to go buy three smaller homes, whether they're multifamily or things like that. Because when this has happened historically, when these prices have kind of softened, it's happened a couple of times. Oh, wait, was the big one, right? We had, a, again, a little bit of a flub in like 12 to 13. And then it, same thing about 16, 17, like I said, when rates kind of went up, prices kind of came down. And then, of course, they did this. And then now they're kind of doing this. They're coming back down. 
when the problem prices have come down, knocking on wood, they've never gone lower since 2008. They've never gone lower than where they were three years before, right? Ever, ever, Within ever, three ever. years before. Correct. Okay. Meaning that even if the home prices crater now in 2022, 2023, they will still be more expensive than if you had bought a home in 2020, right? So true. what, what I'm basically true. saying is, is right now, anyone who's able to get a home and purchase a home, which is why I want to buy right now, you're still paying a little bit more than you paid if you'd bought three years ago, but you're getting a good deal, right? You're getting a deal where you're kind of insulated. And if the market keeps doing what it's doing, their prices are only going to go up, but you're going to be able to get into these homes for little to no money down yes. with all these incentives that builders are paying. We have incredible, like everybody's yes. got incentives right now, but you're absolutely right. Is like, they're never going to be as low because prices are continuing to go up, up, but they are, significantly lower than what people bought them for and interest rates are still ago. honestly i know a lot of people are freaking out about interest rates rising and things like that but historically they're still low they're still low and there's great deals to be had out there and so i think that i think that more importantly than anything if i can get my point across to anyone it's that things are not as bad as what you may see. The sky's not falling. The sky's not falling. And, and there's a lot of opportunity out there. A lot of companies gain and grow and get a ton of market share in seasons like this mm -hmm. when things are not as we'd like them to be, right? They're scary. They're different. They're new. But you can grow and you can make a lot of money right you can. now. You can. Right now. It's crazy. Take so, those family vacations. Take those family vacations. Yeah. And so I'm in the sense of I'm the same way. Uh, I own one pair of Jordans I was given. Somebody gave them to me. You know, I'm, All the rest of my shoes are like off brand. You know, Very few pairs of jeans. I don't spend my money on stuff. I don't spend my money on stuff. But I do You're believe. You're not a 98 percenter. No, I, I don't spend my money on stuff. I don't like stuff. Um, but I, what I will say is that I do like the ability that real estate has given us to invest. And I think that I want to share that knowledge with as many people as I can to help them not become a 98 percenter, right? I want people to, I want people to know that by working with us and the knowledge that I have to share with them, that I can set you up for your future, right? I can set these people up for their future to where they're just selling and selling and selling their own homes that they're buying every couple of years, moving up, moving up. And they hit 65 and it's time to retire and let's sell that last one that's paid off or has appreciated so much and they make seven eight hundred thousand dollars yeah so you have a servant's heart servant's heart i can see that I, I, absolutely and awesome. and i it's it's by sharing the knowledge that we've gained in how we're taking advantage of it with people that maybe think that it's not for them they think that i can't uh, investing get or, or that they can't afford it they can't get started right or i don't know how it's expensive and I think people don't realize that to start, it's buying a primary residence. Like you said, you can get in. I mean, now is the time they can get in for pretty, with all the incentives and things yes. like that, for pretty much zero down. Literally and, zero down. And that, that's for a lot of different um, builders right now, as Absolutely. well as even, I'm sure. So new home sales, what are you seeing in terms of new home sales versus like pre-owned? Are, are people still getting in for zero with pre-owned or is it more of a new home thing? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. So right now in the fourth quarter of 2022, this is the Chris Marty official recommendation. I do believe for the rest of the year, your best deals are going to live in new construction. Mm -hmm. There is a buyer for everyone. I think that there are people that want to be in certain select school districts where new construction homes aren't and they need to live by family members. So yes. those are your resale buyers, right? Those are the people that have to buy those You're things. You're saying to live like near family. Right. Now we have a, like a lot of families that are moving kind of back the way it used to be. Correct. Like people are moving back in with their parents. Uh, oh, absolutely. So if you are a buyer, if you are a buyer that's looking for 
ideal. New mm -hmm. construction is king of king in Q4. Exactly what I Rebecca agree. was saying. I think that you people don't realize that you can go right now. You can pull money out from your 401k. A lot of people have 401k money sitting there. You can use that money for a down payment, unpenalized if you point. if you use it for that. And the builder is going to pay all of your closing costs and they're gonna buy your rate down. Uh, one of the builders that we work with recently uh, had a special for rates at 3.99. So today rates are six and a quarter. Right, that everyone That's else is an getting incredible. By the way, we we have that too right now. Oh, there you go. Same. There you go. Well, absolutely. That that's that's and that's my. We're point. buying down the interest rate. That's what. That's basically what we're doing is we're taking the incentive money and I mean. Right, and that's so. and that's exactly my point is if you are going to go and buy a pre-owned home for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and pay and get a six and a quarter rate or six point one two five, or you could buy a brand new home with warranties. Yes. In a brand new community never been lived in, customized the way that you want, or even if you don't customize it and you go and buy a spec home, you still get to see the different options that are out there and pick the one There's that fits for you. There's still a lot of options, especially yes. like um, in my neighborhood, we have a lot of options that feel custom. See, that's amazing. So. And you just come out way ahead. So that would be my recommendation. My recommendation would be buy new in 20, uh, Q4 2022. It was the opposite, you know, last year, uh, pre-owned, the pricing was a little bit better, right? When the builders were going up 20, 30K every month. There were no incentives. There's no Hardly. Close. Yeah, literally nothing. It was the opposite. And, and I was recommending pre-owned, pre-owned all day. But now is a really good opportunity for people. It was like people. the Vanna White sales yes. presentation too, because you didn't even have to sell. So um, gone like, are those days where, you which know, one? this is the kitchen and the, oh, we'll buy. Where do we sign? You didn't even make it to the kitchen. There was, oh, you actually have one that's available? Yeah, exactly. We'll take it. Yeah, sight unseen. That's crazy. <laughs> well, that's awesome. This has been really, really good. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Any other cool stuff we need to know about Rebecca before we wrap? Um, let's see. Hair and makeup is really, really important. It's probably not like ideal where it needs to be right. today. No. Um, honestly, just like invest in yourself. Yes. Is the number one thing that I would say is um, you're always going to get a really, not just in real estate, but you're going to get a really high return in terms of um, self, I'm big into self development yes. and growth. And uh, one of the other things that um, is very important, I think, skill, at least I've learned, is to be teachable. Absolutely. To be humble and to be willing to be vulnerable and you don't have to be perfect. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It's amazing. Well, Rebecca has been incredible. If you guys have not tuned in before, this was an episode to watch. You can catch her movie. What was the name of the movie? Top Five Weekend. Top Five Weekend. You can Marcus catch it on- Marcus Wallace is the director. On, on Roku. You can catch her movie on Roku. We're also gonna put her contact info here. So again, she works for Horizon View Homes here in San Antonio View Homes, uh, as well as what they kind of go by. They're a great builder, a lot of different communities. So we're gonna drop her con uh, contact info here, whether you're an agent or a buyer, reach out to her for your home buying needs. And like she said, if she doesn't have what you're looking for, she will definitely be a resource point to point you, you in, the right direction. in the right direction. We got a lot of industry partners. So as always guys, this has been the Marty Party. Uh, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Check that notification bell to make sure you get notified when we release our new episodes. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, and so, so much more. We will catch you next time.